Hey everyone, welcome to episode 19 of the Neo Win podcast. I'm Rich Woods. And I'm Juan Carrascaida. All right. How are you doing today? Uh, like we didn't I, just talk for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I am okay. Uh, actually, at the time of recording this, there's a Pokemon presentation that I really wanted to watch. And now I can't because we're recording this. I have, oh, I have no. <laughs> yeah. Super All right. Stuff. But yeah, but I'm good. I- I'll watch it after we're done here. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> so um, I just I just got the uh, um, the ThinkPad X1 Titanium Yoga from Lenovo. It's wild. It's wild. The, I'm very confused by like how many. There's so many ThinkPad X1s at this point that I don't know <laughs> what's what. There really is, right? But but I can kind of break it down. Like remember that they used to have the carbon, the Yoga, and the tablet. And that was pretty straightforward, right? Because you had the clamshell, the convertible, and the tablet. Right. So they got rid of the tablet because I guess people just weren't buying it. And then um, they added the extreme, right? Extreme. That's what I call it. <laughs> um, and that was, you know, um, instead of 14 inch, it was 15.6 inch. Instead of the 15 watt processors, 45 watt, added dedicated graphics, stuff like that. Um, so then now this year, obviously, they added a few more. They added. The X1 Fold, right? right? X1, that's the premium, the total, the top of the line. Um, and that was just because it's it's the Fold. They couldn't put that under a mainstream brand. Um, and then they had the, the X1 Nano, and they have right. the X1 Titanium Yoga. So the X1 Titanium Yoga is a lot less, like, I, I thought of it as just a titanium version of the X1 Yoga with the 3x2 screen. That's not what it is. Not the, even oh, okay. close. <laughs> you could think of it more as a convertible version of the X1 Nano. Um, um, it does have a taller screen. It's 3x2 instead of 16x10. Um, but it's still, it's it's super thin. It has, um, I don't know what to call them. It's, it's not Y-series, but the, it, it would have been Y-series in previous generations. Um, oh, yeah. But it's got that family of processors, just like the Nano. It's only got two Thunderbolt 4 ports, just like the Nano. So it's really like more of a convertible version. And of course, as a titanium lid, and it looks super cool. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cool machine. I'm, I'm, it's a pre-production unit. So I won't have a review up for a while because they won't have the, the production units out till next month. But yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you said it's only got two Thunderbolt ports, but if they both support displays, that's already better than the MacBook Pro. Yes, yes, that's true. No, oh, keep in, but keep in mind, Thunderbolt Four, you could do two 4K displays on one port. Oh, you know? right. So, okay. so now, now with the MacBook Pro, these are are supposed to be Thunderbolt ports, but obviously you can only do one external display, no matter how you do it. Although there are special hubs or whatever, but um, yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, Apple M One, not not ideal. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've been working on the review. I should have it up by this weekend, and I'm. I'm excited to go back to a Windows machine. <laughs> you know, but so this week we're talking about software updates. It's yep. beta season. It's almost beta. It's, it's kind of beta season. Android 12 kicked it off. We got the developer preview. It's my yep. favorite time of the year. You know, <laughs> it's always new stuff. I mean, it, it's pretty. It's pretty exciting. I think. We also have iOS updates coming up, and we can talk about that too. But I the thing about Android, Android updates for me that they're very exciting. They're, they're exciting to look at, but then you have to consider that with Android, every manufacturer is going to modify it. 
in some yeah. way. So the and then the news that are new to Android 12 itself either are things that you've already had because there are features that other manufacturers have already implemented, like that, video recording. That's usually video. a big thing. Yeah, right? screen recording yeah. and stuff like that. Or it's stuff that the, the OEMs don't implement. Like the, the one of the things I was really looking forward to with Android 11 at Android Design when we had the meeting on Monday is was the power menu having the smart home controls built in when you open it. Oh, right. And Samsung doesn't do that. They just still only have the three buttons to restart, power off, or emergency, or whatever it is. Huh. They do have smart home controls in the notification shade for some reason. But I mean, that's also your fault for using a Samsung phone. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just <laughs> reviewing it. I mean, it's, not, it's not that I want to, but... It, but yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Like if you're a Samsung user, you look at this stuff and you can get excited for it, and then, whoops, not not this time. There's a, yeah. There's also <laughs> I mean a, a lot of the stuff and a lot like you said a lot of the features were implemented by OEMs already, and those OEMs are usually Samsung is a big one. You know, like yeah. remember like, remember when they added native fingerprint support years back, and that was but something the, that Samsung had been doing for years. You know, it's stuff like that. Yeah. They were so um, as far as what's in the Android 12 developer preview, it's not much. And um, I, uh, I I would have done a, like a hands-on video like I usually do. And um, th there's, there's really just not much there that I, that right. I would, that I would be able to show. Um, there's a lot more, there are a lot more hidden features, <laughs> you know, right. like, yeah. there were a lot of leaks ahead of time and, and that, that stuff is still kind of under the hood, but, but, um, XDA um, has a, a big roundup of all the, the Android 12 features that are there and the ones that are hidden. Um, they got they they have really good guides over there. Michelle and TK Bay, they they all they do really good work over there, and like they have a, a big roundup of all these features. But as far as what's actually there, notifications have changed slightly. Um, there's a bluish tint if you're in light theme. Oh. Um, Okay. Yes, a bluish tint. <laughs> like, like it's what really not much. For? <laughs> you could add screenshots. I, you could add emojis to screenshot uh, the editing page. But you know, like like there, there was supposed to be scrolling screenshots, which, by the way, plenty of other OEMs have the scroll. I think Samsung yeah. was going to do that. Yeah. Um. They, but for what's in there right now, that's not. Much, by the way. A lot of notifications, the way they are right now, are not going to work in Android 10. Well, how so? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so if you if you read Google's original post about the notifications, um, they want faster notifications. Oh right, yeah. Yes. I wonder what that meant. Faster how? I guess I and, and I'm not an expert on developing for Android by any means. So they they call them trampolines, where they're basically a notification is bouncing off something else to come back to the app and launching that part in the app where they want you to go directly from the notification to the app. So every time, but these are still supported in the developer preview. Oh, all so right. every time you get a notification that uses one of these so-called trampolines, you get a little message at the bottom of the screen that's like, by the way, this notification is not going to work as planned when Android 12 comes out. Oh, okay. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and by the even some of Google's own apps use these kinds of notifications, right? You know? So, yeah. so 
are these notifications supported in previous versions or do, like do developers now have to have not a, one notification system in Android 12 and then another one for older versions of Android? I think they're supported in previous versions. Oh, okay. I think. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. Definitely. So, um, yeah, I, I installed the preview on a few different devices. I, I think uh, the Pixel 4 XL, the Pixel 5. And, you know, like, like I, I used it as as my only phone for a solid week and it's just um like there's just nothing that stands out about it to me there's nothing about it that feels different to me you oh. know yeah so, they, did, uh, they did talk about a bunch of things that are like still hidden yeah like the privacy stuff like the indicators for recording the screen the using the camera and microphone is that in in there already i don't know there are only little badges <laughs> I'm more interested in that, like you saw the the conversations widget. Oh yeah, that seems really interesting. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. sure. that's not in yet. Either. So, right? No, that's not there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, so widgets <laughs> for for conversations and and stuff like that and, um, stacking widgets and stuff. You know, a lot of this feels like an answer to iOS 14 and like because Apple did a lot with widgets, this year and a lot of companies, including Google are updating their apps with support for iOS 14 widgets that are way better than the widgets they offer on Android. You know, so I feel like Google is trying to respond to that a little bit. So I feel like that kind of happens a lot because Google for years had Android and the widget does like a one of the big advantages of Android. So they never, never really had to improve it a lot to have an advantage over iOS. But then Apple does it and they usually do their things in a very... Uh, they, 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 when Apple finally implements something, they tend to do it pretty well. So now Google finally has competition. They actually have yeah. to do something well, about by, it. By the way, they, they go back and forth, right? Yeah, um, it happens. Google both. responds to Apple. Apple responds to Google. Like, and and if, if you ask the fans of either one, that side is always copying the other. But really, it's it, they go back and forth. Yeah. You know? um, what else? Did you hear about the, the Silky Home feature? No, oh, oh, that's, oh, I am that's the one I think right now. A lot of those, um, a lot of those early leaks said it would look like one UI, and that's a big part of it. Where there's a lot of pages are going to have, um, you know, a lot of white space at the top makes one-handed use easier, oh. and it's just you're seeing that kind of design across the industry. But also, um, wallpaper-based theming was a was a big one that was on there. That sounded cool. So based on your wallpaper, you, it would change kind of accent colors of the UI. That and um, cool. yeah, that would be cool. And and the, the thing that, that um, like I, I said, there there's a bluish, a bluish tint on light theme, right? Right. And, and that bluish tint would kind of be different colors. Um, I can actually show it to you, but I can't show it to uh, obviously the people <laughs> watching. But can you see? Uh, yeah, I can kind of see. Yeah, so it, so it, it's just, yeah, it's just a bluish tint on like the bottom portion, then it's white on right. top, and um, but then that bluish tint could be a different color based on the color of your wallpaper. So I mean, like like more theming options, but none of this stuff is in the developer preview yet, so it's just not fun. Um, I wonder if they planned it this way, because um, you got to like like they're very clear this is for developers. The beta program is not set up yet. Right. Um, so this is this is supposed to be so that you can start building out your app with support for Android 12. And I mean, 
most of this most of these hidden features wouldn't have anything to do with that so yeah that usually they do it the other way around you you see like the most of the big features show up in the the first developer preview and then they make some smaller changes in the following ones i think in in, in recent years that's how they usually have done it yeah. but it feels like they started well, off with a, with a more boring build this time yeah well hopefully this stuff actually makes it into the update i mean you know it could be just be that they haven't decided if they want to include this stuff and and it would definitely make it a more exciting update than it is right now. Yeah, but a lot of stuff does tend to get discarded too. There, there's many times when we see stuff in these developer previews, and then when the final version comes along, mm-hmm. they they remove like screen recording that took like what three generations to actually be implemented because oh. they, they they had that in so many previews, and then I don't oh understand God. why it's so hard. <laughs> you know, it's. And screen recording is just, it's so, it's so important, you know, and, and that was one that Apple did first and Android, you could always download an app from the play store, but man, those apps are so terrible, you know? Uh, yeah. Because uh, third party apps are always garbage. I mean, <laughs> well, they, well, they are, they, they really are because, because when you have a basic functionality like that, these apps are, are figuring out how they can monetize it. So, so it's, it's like. Yes, here's this free app. You could screen record for free. Now here's this very annoying watermark that you have to pay to get rid of. And it's like, right. come on. <laughs> you know, like, just build it into the OS. And, right. And they took way too long. But hey, it's yeah. finally here. Or you could just buy anything that's not a pixel. And you probably already have it. Right. <laughs> right. By the way, this is available for Pixel 3 and up. And um, Pixel 2 is officially not supported and hasn't been since December. Right. So. Yeah. That makes sense. But does it, though? <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I, I mean, I mean kind of. makes sense in the sense that they, they did promise support until the end of 2020, and that's, right. that's over. What they so. promised support for is they, they, they held true to that. But, but, but it just I feel like they could do better being the one who makes the phone and the one who makes the software. Like, they could do better. And also... They're they're in a bit of a predicament right now, right? Because I, I actually I have a friend who has a Pixel Three XL, and um, he's like, yeah, I was looking at the Pixel Five, but they nerfed it. He's like, right. he's like, what? And, and and he goes, he goes, he goes, I wouldn't really get anything out of that that I'm not getting from my Pixel Three right now. Yeah. You know, and yeah. So I mean, you, you had the what the Snapdragon Eight Fifty Five in the in the Pixel Four, the Eight Forty Five in the Pixel Three, so. I, it is a little bit of an upgrade from the 845 to the 765 that's in the uh, 765G that's in the Pixel 5, but it's not enough of an upgrade. Right. You know? yeah. so, so when they cut off support for, for the Pixel 3 later this year, you don't really have anything that sounds too exciting to upgrade to. Yeah. Unless they go back to using a flagship processor this year. Maybe. It would be nice. Yeah. And I really hope they do. You know. I mean, so, even if it's the 870, because that, that's probably cheaper. Even that would be better. They could. Yeah, that would make sense. They're still kind of calling that a flagship processor, right? Right, yeah. So it would, it would, I, it would actually, and, and they'll still save some money on it. It could make sense for them. I'd like to see an 888, obviously, but I, now that you mention that, it does seem like something they might do. So that's enough on Android 12, I think. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a guide on 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 NeoWin on uh, how you can flash it to your device if you want. Um, it's updated this year with 
OTA instructions because they have they have full image that you that will they have a full image that will reset your device. They also have an OTA image that will upgrade your device without resetting your data. Um, so we have instructions for both of that. Um, there is no beta program. If you want the beta program, that's coming in May, according to Google. Um, and, and so usual, one, around that time, other manufacturers also join. It's not just Pixel with right. the betas. Then. Right. Yeah, yeah. OnePlus will probably have the open beta or whatever. But um, yeah, the beta program. If you don't, if you're not comfortable flashing your device, you can always do the beta program in May, and and you just go to their website, and a list of your pixels will show up on the screen. You click join, and boom, you get an OTA update on your phone. Uh, so that's super easy. Windows 10, the most boring one. Let's go. It's probably so. the most boring Windows 10 update that we've seen so far. Um, even though it's the third minor update. So this is 21H1. It's coming as an enablement package, Again. just like 20H2 did. So it's an enablement yeah. package on top of an ena enablement package. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. And this, this one makes me mad because it's like the, 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 the bullet points they shared with updates is improved performance for Windows Defender Application Guard or performance improvements <laughs> for Windows Management Instrumentation. Why is this listen, an listen, enablement package? Listen, don't discount this... Windows Hello multi-camera support to allow users to choose an external camera priority when using high-end displays with integrated cameras. Okay. <laughs> All right. Why is this an enablement package? Why is this not just a cumulative update? I don't... <sighs> oh. Well, no, it is a cumulative update, right? So, so like, the, the way that... And we should we should explain the way that, that this works. Because um, the features come via... Cumulative update, right? They're but they're just shut off in 2004 or 2004 and 2008. Right. right. So the enablement package is that's why it's such a small update. Takes under a minute to install because those features are there. They're just not they're lit, just lit up. up. Yeah, I'm actually the the one thing I'm excited about is writing about Patch Tuesday after this comes out. Oh, because it's <laughs> yeah, because it's just going to be one update. Because 1909 won't be supported anymore, and then it's going to be 2004, 20H2, and 21H1. It's just going to be one update for everybody. That know? is that is an advantage for us, yes. But yeah. <laughs> it's just like but, why are why the performance improvements have to be disabled? Like wh why not just make this a thing for everyone? <laughs> so so I I think they're just trying to to throw some stuff into this update um because by the way maybe they do you know like it's not like you would know if this was if this was there or wasn't there in previous updates but um yeah <laughs> but also like they just needed a spring update right they, they have it it's publicly documented that they do two windows 10 updates a year that aligns with office 365 pro plus so that that's what it is, and they need something for the spring that's going to be supported for eighteen months, um, and so that's this. It's super weird because you look at like nineteen oh nine is currently supported right now for everybody. Nineteen oh three is not, but nineteen oh nine is just an enablement package on nineteen oh three. So it's right. like a just arbitrary kind of support date thing, but. So, I mean, they just needed to throw this out there. The reason, the, the thing that really just pissed me off, though, was that they didn't talk about it until they they did it, Put was it was last week. Right, yeah. It took forever to say anything. It was a mystery. And for something so 
radio silence okay <laughs> it was total radio <laughs> silence and the thing is that like they had, they never said that they do a major update in the spring and a minor update in the fall until last fall when they did 20h2 and the reason that 20h2 was a minor update like that was because they were planning windows 10x uh, rtm alongside of it so right that's what they were working on. Remember when Surface Neo was going to launch, it was going to be a dual screen OS and all that crap. And um, that got delayed. So now 21H1 is, a, is another minor update because, again, for the same reason, Windows 10X is actually going to RTM this time. That's not the reason that Microsoft gave. What they said was, was that it's because people are still working from home because of the pandemic and they didn't want to disrupt it with a major update. It's not true it's they always start to make them sounds look nicer but i don't understand work. what it's the truth yeah <laughs> i don't like we know that's not true we know it everybody knows it um no one can really buy into that line that it's just <laughs> that that it's just oh yeah people are working from home we didn't want to disrupt them like listen you're not disrupting them with a major update because we don't get feature updates forced on us anymore you know right. what I, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I I have to opt into an update before I before it's ever installed on my machine. So yeah, it's taken a year and a half before you are forced to do it or or something like that. So yeah, at least a year. Yeah. So so yeah. So, so it's not disrupting anything. It's uh, I I don't understand why they can't just say like, hey, yeah, we got Windows 10x coming soon. Um, although they might not have ever officially said that Windows 10x is coming soon, did they? I don't think they've announced that either. We're just kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of hoping. That it's, am <laughs> it's amazing how much we know, but Microsoft just doesn't say. And like, like the examples are, for example, sets. Right? I love sets as an example. Do you remember sets? I remember sets. That was a cool feature. Right. right. That was a that was a feature that was that it showed up in some insider preview builds back around like Redstone Four or Redstone Three or whatever. And that was supposed to be so you can put, you could have tabbed apps, um, it, which I never thought it was. It made a lot of sense because you have a taskbar for that. But um, th they pulled it out of insider previews. And they said they're going to bring it back when the time is right. And they've never said anything officially about it ever. As far as the official word goes, sets is still coming for Windows 10. <laughs> we know it's not, of course. Yeah, I mean, they've kind of said it was there like because with the with when they announced the um, com, well, what's the name again the new command line thing um window terminal. huh those terminal exactly yeah yeah the, that guy in did. one of the things they uh, said that the the plan for tab apps was canceled yeah and that they yeah, were yeah. going to implement their own solution so yeah yeah I they guess... know, but, but that's why i say <laughs> official words right <laughs> because it's like <laughs> you know so, some some microsofty you know, says something that he shouldn't have on Twitter. Sure, sure. You know, <laughs> same thing, like, like Windows Phone. They announced that Windows Phone was dead because Joe B, Joe Belfiore, went and just tweeted something about it one day. He was probably, I think he was like responding. It wasn't even a, a tweet. It was a response to a tweet, you know. Right. And yeah. and that, that was it. That That's how. That's how we <laughs> learned about it, yeah. Windows Phone was ending. You know, so like they just don't do this stuff. So um, Mary Joe Foley had heard originally that 21 age or she had seen a document 
or like a roadmap and 21H1 wasn't on it. So there was this rumor for a little bit that there wasn't going to be a 21H1 at all. I had heard differently. I had heard, I had heard that we were getting what we got, which is the, the minor update. Um, But really it feels more like there's just nothing there and they're just throwing out an enablement package that bumps up the build number to 19043 just so they can have this thing that they can support for 18 months. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But so it's, that's one H one. You can test it in the beta channel, guys. If uh, <laughs> if you got if you're really bored, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I do not have a single machine on the beta channel because I it's just so uninteresting. Yeah, it's completely worthless. I, it it still makes me mad. That it's just a performance improvement. Like, why yeah. why isn't it just built into the the existing update? Well, they, they just they, they need to be able to say something is in this update. Yeah, By the right. Twenty one H two is going to be super exciting. That um, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, everything that we've heard about twenty one H two sounds awesome. They have an event coming up. Apparently, what's what's next in Windows? What's new in Windows or something? Um, oh. I, yeah, that was something uh, Walking Cat was talking about this morning. Um, but yeah. So, so they're, they're going to have an event. When was the last time they had an event to show off Windows features? Jeez. Right. Even the events they do have, Windows is usually just thrown to the side. It's all about developers and the cloud and yeah. on the edge and whatever. It's like... Yeah. like so, I mean, sometimes they'll talk about a Windows feature that they're excited about or something, and it's usually more of an enterprise-focused feature. But it's been a while since they actually got on a stage and demoed a Windows feature. Right. Yeah. So that that'll be that'll be pretty cool. You know, like it, it was back in the Brian Roper days. You remember Brian Roper? I remember. Yeah, he was he was Roper. very excited during the presentation. He was always one of the. He cool was great. Guys. Okay, he was great. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hope they bring them back for. I, I hope they bring him back for this. That would be amazing. Oh, that would be. Fun. But um, yeah. So so twenty one H two should get a big UI overhaul. Um, I'm excited about X64 emulation. I'm I'm excited about a lot of the Windows on ARM stuff because also using the MacBook Pro, the M1 MacBook Pro, and running um, running Windows 10 in parallels. It's a Windows on ARM build. They they make these images available for insiders. There is no production build available just because these are technically images that are meant for Hyper-V. And Hyper-V on ARM is only in preview. And it has been for a long time. Like, there's a lot of features that we've been sitting on for a while because they keep pushing out these minor updates. So I, I'll be excited for a lot of this stuff to go into production. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I'm more interested in the design, mostly because I don't have any ARM PCs. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see how they're going to change things up. Because we've been talking about Windows 10 finally having a new direction for years, and it feels like everything they do is so minimal. Like they, they created fluent design, there were some yeah. elements to it, but no one really cared. So that's the th- well, that's the thing. Well, people cared. Microsoft didn't care. <laughs> care. You know, it was it was really bad. Like because you know they had Windows 10. They, like you know they had window the Windows 8 design language, and they had the Windows 10 design language, and then 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 they. Then they then they did fluent and uh, like fluent was really like they said we're gonna do this in phases and it was so weird because they started rolling out different phases of of fluent design but different things different things were adopting them at different times so like you're on like phase three but this app is adopting phase one 
You know, like, remember in the beginning, it was just, like, acrylic, um, the transparency stuff. That was, that was the big thing, yeah. Yeah. And, and then they, then they you know, so, so other things, that, like, it would be, we'd be, like, a year into it, like, oh, now the start menu's getting fluent design. Like, you didn't have this in the shell? What, what is happening? <laughs> well, OneNote's getting fluent design. Like, wait a minute, it's been two years. Like, how, is, how are first-party apps still getting this? Um, so, I mean, I mean, if, if Sun Valley is going to take off if, like like to, to get excited about it. I need to know that, that they have a plan to get this across the board. Right. It, it, it always feels like they have uh, such a big lack of direction in the way they implement things. And yeah, well, the biggest thing is, is they, they, they launch things and they don't maintain them. Right. Um, so, so like, like there's a lot more internally, there's a lot more reward at Microsoft for, shipping than there is for fixing something that's already shipped so yeah, yeah. it's just kind of a shame that it works that way because everything ends up feeling half-baked and people just people have been criticizing the windows ui for the for the inconsistency since i don't know and at least since windows 10 came out which was when i started following the news more but yeah this is just, they haven't fixed anything. Like the no, volume people of fire since 1607. 1607 was when they launched Dark Theme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, yeah. that was a good one. That was a good update, but that was I, great yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. I love Dark Mode, but it, oh, who doesn't? <laughs> but uh, yeah, they need to do more, they need to have more direction. And it feels like they they have a vision. They do have the vision, and then they they communicate that vision to the designers and the people that make their design videos. And then the design videos look great, but then the yeah. people that actually oh, yeah. implement the features, they just they gave up twenty uh, percent of the way in. And it's like okay, yeah. Well, a lot of these teams all kind of work separately, you know, these app teams and whatever, and they just kind of do their own thing, I guess. So we'll see. I mean, I, hopefully, hopefully that's a big part of of. Hopefully, consistency is a big part of Sun Valley. That's that's what I'm really hoping for. I hope so too. I'm gonna talk about iOS yeah, since we're talking was... about software updates. Like I said, it's beta. You know, I call it beta season. It's my favorite time of the year. <laughs> it used to be more of a summertime thing because, like, um, back in the day, I guess Google used to save Android previews for IO or closer to IO. Right. Microsoft used to show off Windows 10 features at Build. That's later in the that's later in the spring, um, and then and then obviously you get you'd have a new iOS preview at WWDC, and that's in right. June. Um, but now Google's been pushing Android earlier and earlier in the year, so like now it's mid February. <laughs> but um, iOS right now 14.5 is in preview. That's been in preview for a little while. It's awesome. I love it. Um, you can got finally unlock watch. your phone. Yeah, you can finally <laughs> unlock your phone with a, with a mask on. Yeah, yeah. But listen, I got. I I knew I was gonna get a lot of heat for it, but I I called my window. I uh, my my iPhone 12 Pro Max review. Do not buy this phone because it doesn't have a fingerprint sensor. Apple is the only company that's making premium phones without fingerprint sensors. Still Face ID only, and it still doesn't work with a mask on. So if you've got an Apple Watch. You can unlock unlock the phone with your Apple Watch as long as your Apple Watch is unlocked. Uh, so how does that work? So 
uh, you just have to tap like a confirmation prompt on the watch no. or something like that, or, or it just does it automatically as, when it you pick up the phone. Oh, that's so, awesome. So I I mean the the way I I don't know if you're familiar with how Apple Watch works in general, but um, you can um you're you're you have a pin on your watch, it unlocks if you're I mean it locks if you're not wearing it. Oh, if you're okay. wearing it, it stays unlocked. So, so it's secure enough for Apple Pay, right? Right. It, yeah. You know, so so it it's unlocked because it knows that you're still wearing it. Um, I've seen some confer- concerns that that someone could unlock their your phone if they're standing close to you, which is somewhat true. But you do have to be um, pretty close, I assume. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, well, you have to be pretty close, and also, um, you, you do get an alert on your watch, and you're going to get a little vibration oh. when it when it unlocks, which is kind of annoying, but, but uh, <laughs> I guess yeah, gets, so, it's probably welcome. It's good, though. It's, I'm, I'm glad it, it finally, they finally came up with a solution, because they've had, they've had uh, unlock with iPhone on Mac for a while, you know. Uh, right. Also, there's a bunch of new emojis in iOS 14.5, so. Finally. <laughs> it's what we all needed. Yeah. Uh, oh, what about th- this thing you wrote about, uh, about the default music player with Siri? Is that in there? Where you can, if you ask it to play a song for the first time? It's in there. Yeah, I, te- I tested it out when I wrote the story. Um, it's in there. I don't care because I don't use Siri. <laughs> <That's what laughs> I the yeah. biggest thing for me is unlock with Apple Watch. And I know, obviously... New emojis are notable, even if I don't care. But, but um, yeah, the default music player. If you go and you say, if you say, "Hey Siri, play this song in Spotify," it will launch it in Spotify. And then from now on, if you say, "Play this song," it will automatically open it in Spotify. Um, so hopefully that behavior sticks around. I think that is pretty. Cool. I, I don't. I don't know if Siri is good for anything else, but I do use Google a lot, and if. Having that ability to to automatically direct you to your preferred app, that's just pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I, I know that voice assistants are probably something not everyone uses because it's kind of awkward I, to talk to be talking to your phone. <laughs> I know a lot of people that do, and they they love it. I, you know, um, but I'll, I'll tell you, I know even more people that will talk to a smart speaker in their home than they than they'll talk to something in their phone. You know, right? Yeah. It, it depends because uh, what I find interesting is that a lot, at least in a lot of the phones I reviewed, they mm. don't wake up when you say, hey, Google, if the screen is off. Yeah. So, like, if you have to press a button anyways, I think most people probably just prefer picking up the phone and doing whatever they, they want to do. Yeah, to me, it's easier that way. But I, I, I'll tell you, like, my wife, uh, she will, she'll, she'll, we'll be at home and she'll say, hey, Google, what time is it? Rather than looking at the clock. <laughs> you know, but but at the same time, I have never seen her try to use Siri on her iPhone. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, so I know I'm not a fan, and you know I don't know if you saw there was a story this week that that or you might have wrote it. I don't know about Google Assistant on Wear OS. Oh yeah, the, yeah. I actually <laughs> I, I I did notice that. I know you tweeted about. It. No one noticed because no one uses Google yeah. Assistant. On so we say though that they they they. Put out a fix, I guess, right? For for no, Google. no, no. They said they're working on a fix. They oh, they're working. <laughs> so Google Assistant has been broken on Wear OS for, I guess, months, and no yes. one noticed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I noticed the option was on my on my Apple Watch when I reviewed last summer, but I assumed that that was just like some leftover thing that maybe my watch didn't support it. 
Yeah. So I thought that was the problem. So when I saw that article, uh, it wasn't me who wrote it. I was like, oh, so so that's an actual issue. It was supposed to work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, I guess, I mean, obviously not as many people use Wear OS than use Apple Watch. So I'm right. sure Siri is more popular, but I, I never use Google Assistant on, on a Wear OS watch. I used to use Google Now all the time on Android Wear 1, which was amazing. But then they got rid of it and swapped it out for Google Assistant and Android Wear 2. Oh, yeah. I actually kind of like it. It's one of those things that I don't use a lot, but there are there are specific situations where it's where I like having it at hand. Like sometimes if, if, I, if I'm getting, yeah, if I get up, uh, to do something and then I want to turn on the lights and I left my phone in my room. I can just knock on my watch. It, it's hmm. easier that way. It's, it's stuff like that. It, it, it's kind of like it, it's it's a niche, I guess, rare occasion. But when it happens, it's cool to have it at hand. That's true. Yeah. All right. That's it. We're out of time. Yeah, I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, how do we wrap this up? I'm Rich. I'm at the Rich Woods on Twitter. Where can and we find I, you? <laughs> I'm in the spot. I won't spell it today. Go watch last week. <laughs> Go watch the back episode. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Go watch all of them. Actually, just, just all right, watch guys. It. We'll see you next week. All right. See you, everyone.